It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, hustling, hustle, hustling, hustling, hustle, hustling, hustling, hustle, hustling, hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Don't nobody say man. Can't nobody fuck with me, man. You know I can't be fuck with you. Know. Beyonce Productions. Whether you pay to see me win or you pay to see me lose, you're gonna pay. Look, your kids still gotta eat. like numero cuatro or cinco but the news just keeps flowing in and uh you know what i mean when you love the sport you gotta talk and uh we're here to talk the heavyweight division you know we had some conversations about this division today and how important it was and uh if tyson fury could beat aj how his trainer would win trainer of the year in an earlier discussion now here we are talking about how those negotiations have fallen apart yo Tyson Fury has come out on social media and basically blamed uh, Anthony Joshua. He said they had a year to get this done and they haven't been able to get it done. So he's moving on. He's looking to fight two times this year and it's not named AJ or Wilder. So uh, this fight that all over mainstream media was being reported as done done deal soon to be announced it's it's done we agreed in principle we agreed to the money everybody agreed i mean we had so many headlines so many uk dudes telling us this was a done dunny and then here we are right out the horse's mouth tyson fury decides to let us know it's not done and in fact 
he thinks that Anthony Joshua, and I quote, Anthony Dosh, Joshua, don't be a chicken like you did versus Deontay Wilder. Come out and meet me for battle. Let me show you what a boss is. Chicken, chicken, chicken any day, twice a week on Sunday. Hashtag you big dasa. Then AJ comes back and says, Anthony Joshua, if, no, he says, uh, if Tyson Fury is serious, which I think he is, he'll know where to come and find the boss. Home turf, Middle East, back garden. I don't mind where. I'm just ready to fight. I want that belt. I want to compete with Fury. Now, uh, we know when guys take to social media, they weren't happy about something. And even though Fury hadn't told us what it was, I think AJ let the cat out the bag by saying that location didn't matter. Uh, you know, basically is what I'm interpreting from his message just says home turf, Middle East, back garden, meaning in the UK, in the Middle East, or in Eddie's garden, it doesn't matter, I'll fight you. So I wonder if there was a hiccup on where this fight was going to happen. But I think Fury's earlier message is the most important one, where he states that, you know, this has been ongoing negotiations for like a year now, and uh, he feels that it's time to move on. He feels that, you know, if it wasn't going to happen, it ain't going to happen. It's been a year with the back and forth, and they've been able to get nowhere despite telling us in the media every day that they could that this was a done deal now i'm pulling up uh tyson fury's quote here where he says and i quote they've had a full year to make the anthony joshua fight happen and it hasn't happened as of yet we're no further forward than we were a year ago it's got to happen sooner or later. But Top Rank has to give me two fights this year. I don't care, he told ESPN. So, Moore's House, what's up? Thank you for joining me late night. What How up, you doing? man? How you I mean, doing? what do you think about I'm doing great, brother. I can't even complain. Got, just got out of the gym, ate, you know, about the light of fat when I just packed up. So, we talking boxing. I can't be mad, man. What about you? How are you doing? This is your first show today. No, you were on the Ken Porter show. Yeah, all quiet. But uh, <laughs> did you see? Did you get a chance to watch the interview or just read read the interview out? Nah, just read it. Is it, are we missing something? Some context missing there? No, I mean it was kind of like to me. It seems like if you want to see this fight, AJ Fury, mm -hmm. don't panic too much. I think this is just the promotion starting. Okay. I think, uh, me personally, I think the big announcement is going to come after the Canelo fight at the beginning of next week. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so I think it's just uh, the games are starting to begin. That's all. We got Coach Anthony in the building. Coach Anthony out of New Jersey, uh, known most uh, famously for working alongside of Tevin Farmer, Fast Eddie Chambers, and numerous others. Coach Anthony, how are you this evening? Thank you for joining us. We've been trying to get you uh on the show for some time now. Everything good? Good, baby. How are you? Oh, man, I'm good. I was just telling my co-host, I, I can't be any happier, man. We got a lot of boxing to talk about. Just got out the gym, man. 
So I, I'm excited. Heavyweight division really uh, excites me because I know that it attracts the casual fans. And I mean, I'm sure you probably watch like, I don't know, the Big Four or whatever other sports are out there. I only watch this. So anytime there's some news, I'm excited. And I feel like uh, I should be patting myself on the back, man. I knew that this fight wouldn't happen. And here we are talking about it not happening. I mean, uh, it sounds like Tyson Fury versus AJ has is falling apart. Uh, it sounds like Fury is blaming Anthony Joshua, calling him a chicken, saying that he's doing the same thing that he did with the negotiations with Wilder. Uh, do you think we're any closer in getting this fight than we were a year ago? And I mean, I would have assumed so. You know what I'm saying? It's a fight that we definitely feel like is the fight that needs to happen. You know what I mean? We already seen Tyson Fury fight Deontay Wilder two times. So we already know what the outcome of that is. And uh, we haven't seen Anthony Joshua fight Tyson Fury, right? Who's They're both arguably the two best guys left in the division. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm hoping that they could figure out a way to make it happen, you know? Uh, you know, I, but I, I really don't know. I'm not really paying attention to the business side, so I don't really know what's going on with that. I don't really know what's preventing them from fighting each other. Maybe you guys can enlighten me. But for, you know, as far as a fight fan goes, you know what I'm saying. I'm 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 hoping that they figure out a way. Ness, yo, everybody involved with this fight: Bob Arum, mm -hmm. MTK Global, mm -hmm. Eddie Hearn. Yep. Everybody said the fight is damn near done. They just got a handful of things they got to work out. That was true. And Tyson just comes up, pops up out of nowhere. So it's either two things. He's promoting the fight or he's mad about the location. And why are you assuming it's the location? Just because I didn't see that tweet until you just read it from Joshua. But that's the only thing, even though Fury didn't mention any of that in the interview that he did with ESPN but so yeah uh, man I still think the fight goes ahead so coach Anthony what Dave is talking about is a tweet uh um you know a quote from the article where uh Tyson Fury says and I quote uh they've had a full year to make the Anthony Joshua fight happen and it hasn't happened as of yet whether I mean, excuse me, we're no further forward than we were a year ago. It's got to happen sooner than later, but Top Rank has to give me two fights this year. I don't care. So basically, he's saying he's moving on. You know, the negotiations weren't able to get hammered out, but he can't be idle anymore. He's been out of the ring for a year, and he wants at least two fights from Top Rank, not name Anthony Joshua this year. Um... So Dave is saying that it could be the location because of this quote from Joshua who says, uh, where are we with that quote? Oops. All right. Uh, he said, here it is. Sorry. Okay. Uh, he says, um, if Tyson Fury is serious, which I think he is, He'll know where to come to find, come to find, come and find the boss. Home turf, Middle East, back garden. I don't mind where. I'm just ready to fight. I want that belt. I want to compete. With it's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. 
Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small-town charm, in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. Theory. So we're kind of like insinuate, I mean, guessing that he's insinuating that it doesn't matter where it'll happen. He's making it clear it could be in the Middle East, it could be back in Eddie's garden, or it could be in the UK where they both have home turf. He just wants to fight. So it kind of gives us the feeling like that might have been a hiccup for the promotion, uh, which it shouldn't have been since, you know, Bob Arum and Eddie were saying that the Middle East were going to, you know, basically pay the heavy sight fee for this fight. Uh, but they're in the media and they're going back and forth. And it reminds me of Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder all over again. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean, it kind of look, it kind of, it, it kind of could be something like that. I really hope not though. You know what I mean? Because, uh, I mean, th- that's a fight that I really want to see. You know what I mean? Cause Anthony Joshua possesses the skills that, can give Tyson Fury some trouble. I think Tyson Fury is overall the better fighter. But, um, you know, I think that if Deontay Wilder could land that right hand, I don't see why Anthony Joshua wouldn't be able to land that shot. So it's a very intriguing, a very intriguing fight for me. I'm, you know, even though I lean toward Fury, it's hard for me to believe that Fury doesn't want the fight to happen because he's been calling out Anthony Joshua now for quite some time. Um, so it's very difficult for me to believe that he's the one who's avoiding the fight. So it just sounds like it might be some politics there that we don't know about. It also sounds like maybe they're trying to get the people more involved so they can make more money. Maybe COVID-19 is throwing a monkey wrench in there somewhere. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's hard to tell. I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of the resident uh, AJ detractor, the hater, however you want to paint me. But, I mean, the fact that Fury was able to... Uh, have fairly simple negotiations with Deontay Wilder when with AJ and Wilder, it just couldn't happen. Uh, Fury, uh, AJ and Eddie offered Wilder like two separate flat fees, but but Deontay and Fury were able to hammer out two fights, not one, but two. There was a draw that null and voided the contract and Wilder and, and Fury were able to sit down and make another fight at 50-50. Now, this third fight has proven to be a bit of an issue, but uh, it's just showing Fury's track record, right? He fought Vlad when Vlad had 12 years defending. Then he goes and fights the new monster in Wilder. If I find it hard to believe that he's the issue, we can't get this AJ fight. And obviously, it's all assumption, but I mean, a guy that was able to find a, 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 a level, I guess playing field with two separate big name opponents like Vlad and Wilder. I, I just don't see how it's could be his fault all, you know, in, in this situation when he's been able to make these big fights with other fighters in the past. Well, you know, Tyson Fury, he doesn't know whether he's coming or going Sundays. 
in this interview today, he said it was neither his fault nor Joshua's fault why this fight was not happening. It was everything outside of just the two fighters. And uh, then in the next sentence, he says, AJ scared I could beat him with one hour, <laughs> with one hand tied behind my back. So, I mean, Tyson, what you hear from Tyson Fury, you really can't take it to the bank, unfortunately. That is true, man. I mean, uh, he leaves the door open for you to believe that it can be like business, but then he turns around and calls him a chicken and says that he's doing the same thing he did to Wilder. And, and that's exactly. kind of what has everybody, you know, with their hands in the air. Like, you know, is it AJ uh, that doesn't want this fight? Which doesn't make sense. It's, a, it's an undisputed matchup. I mean, we haven't seen that in a long time. But I want to go back to Coach Ant, man. You said if Wilder could land... AJ could land that right hand, but what we've seen from Fury is growth. He started to roll with that right hand in that second fight. The first one, you know, he got caught in round nine and obviously in 10 and 12 again, but in that second fight, um, you know, those punches didn't affect him at all and he rolled with those right hands. So, uh, I mean, he showed levels and adjustment and Wilder is the bigger puncher. Why do you think AJ's right hand will land and have do damage well i mean in the first fight in reality fury was actually rolling and doing a lot of those things that you mentioned him doing in the second fight he boxed beautifully in the first fight he just happened to get caught two times in the fight and arguably in that 12 round you could have waived that fight but of course we all saw what happened he got up or whatever but he did a fantastic job rolling with the punches i thought in the first fight i thought in the second fight he came out very aggressive and smothered Deontay Wilder. It made it difficult for Deontay Wilder to get get off. And he actually pulled the old school strategy, which is pressure the puncher, and you know, and it kind of throws you off when you're the guy who is the boogeyman, and you got a guy coming at you. A lot of those boogeymen aren't used to that approach, and that's what Tyson Fury did. He used his weight. He imposed his will. He smothered. He breasted his body on him. He hit him with shots. He hurt him. And he showed a totally different style. But when we talk about Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua is, to me, a much more skilled fighter than Deontay Wilder. No disrespect to Wilder, but I just think that Anthony Joshua has better legs. He has better punches. He has better defense. And even though I feel that Tyson Fury is the superior boxer, if I had to pick one out of the two, we do know that Tyson Fury can get caught. We saw Steve Cunningham catch him. We saw Deontay Wilder catch him, and we've seen him hit the ground. Now, we do know that he has heart and he'll get up, but at the end of the day, when you got a guy in front of you who's, you know, 240 pounds or 250 or even 220, 230, whatever, these are big men, pause, these are big men, and these guys are strong and they know how to punch, anything can happen. One shot can change the day. So all it takes is for Anthony Joshua to put a nice combination together, land it on Tyson Fury, maybe this is the one time that Tyson Fury doesn't get up. Not saying that's gonna happen, but what I am saying is, is it's not, it wouldn't surprise me. It's not something that's out of the question. Anthony Joshua is a good boxer. He's not a bum by any means. He's just maybe not as good as Tyson Fury technically, but we know that there's more things that come in the box than just technical skills. So we, we can't count him out. You know what I'm saying? You can't count him out. I mean, Charles Martin got up from his right hand. Like, you know, Brazil took like three of them on the ropes. I just think Fury is a better man than those guys when it comes to being in the ring. And he presents different dangers. But I hear you, man. I mean, it, it is a fight. 
It is a fight, but I would choose the power of Wilder over AJ's. Uh, now, as a coach, are you saying that AJ delivers the right hand more precisely or accurately, and that's why it'll have a different uh, effect, or you're just saying the right hand, the right hand? Yeah, he's a little more precise. He has better punches, better technique. Um, he has better legs. He actually can move a little bit. Um, so Anthony Joshua just overall as a boxer is a much more technically sound boxer than Deontay Wilder. Now, I don't know if he possesses the same kind of punching power that Deontay Wilder does. We all know that Deontay Wilder, that's what made him such a threat in the division is that he had that monsterful right hand and he probably still does. But, um, his technique is so flawed that when Tyson Fury changed the pace on him, he kind of exposed them, so to speak, in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of boxers know that. And um, I just believe that Anthony Joshua is just technically better, fundamentally. Not saying he's better than Fury. Like I said, I think Fury's the best heavyweight in the division. But it is still an intriguing fight, especially since he's also a very tall heavyweight. They're about only a few inches apart. So it's not like he's fighting a short, short guy. He's fighting a guy almost his height. We saw that Anthony Joshua was able to compete very well against Klitschko, even though Klitschko was at the end of the road. At the end of the day, it's still a legend. So I just think that Anthony Joshua, um, you know, is, 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 is a legitimate fighter. I don't think that people should just rule him out. I think that it's a good fight. Um, Anthony Joshua said Wilder's finish. He said he'll probably come back, but he thinks he's finished. No one's afraid of him anymore. What do you think about that statement? Um, the fact that he's possibly not a boogeyman to other heavyweights now that they've seen the vulnerability, maybe they feel they can replicate what Fury did or some of that. Um, is he done? Has he lost that mystique of fear that he had, you know, like that Mike Tyson effect he had on people? There's a possibility that some of that is gone. There's also a possibility due to how he's acted with his most, you know, with his trainer in recent weeks. We've seen what's happened there. You know, when when you when you fault the man who tried to save your life, that's never a good look. You know what I'm saying? In my it's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. Opinion. So it just shows that his head isn't clear. It shows that he's not mentally in the best state of mind, and, um... I think fighters are paying attention to that. And that's one thing about fighting. You can't show any signs of weakness. You can't show any signs of, of uh, you know, unfocusedness. And, or guys are going are gonna to take full advantage of that. And right now, he is showing a little bit of that. Now, that might work in his favors because guys might sleep on him and he might actually wake him up with that right hand again. But at the same time, you know, it happened to the best of them in, in history. Once that mystique is gone, you know, fighters gain confidence, and we know that this is a 90% mental game. And if confidence is there, any man's got a shot. You know what I mean? Everybody is saying basically that Wilder's lost it. You know, Eddie likes to say Wilder's lost the plot. You know, uh, he's gone a little bit crazy. But we've seen this with George Foreman, and I'm sure you being a coach may have some other names you could dig up. 
uh, from boxing history that made more than 10 excuses once they suffered a big loss, especially punchers. They have a hard time swallowing that I lost pill. Um, is it just that? Is it just a tough loss for him to get over? Or does he believe what he's been saying, in your opinion? I know. I think that uh, fighters who are extremely successful, especially when they're knocking guys out, start to believe their own hype. And when you start to believe the hype and then you get hit with that rude awakening, you know what I'm saying? It's very it's a very hard pill to swallow. It's like a fighter, it's like a like a like an athlete who has to retire when they don't want to retire. A lot of these guys go into a depression. And you know, to me, I just think that he might feel some of that, but at the same time, I think he was highly embarrassed. You know what I mean? He was held on such a high pedestal. And I just think when things like that happen, it messes with your psychological. That's why it's so important to not believe the hype when you're on top. You have to stay hungry. You got to stay committed. You got to understand that every man who puts on a pair of gloves has a chance. You got to constantly work on your craft. And I've been saying it for a long time. I can probably find a post from two, three, four years ago that says that, you know, when guys fall in love with the power is one of the worst things that could happen to them because then they get away from the skills. You know what I'm saying? You got to stay focusing on your skills. If you're knocking out everybody you fight, you don't feel like you need the skills anymore. You know what I'm saying? And you need those skills. You got to constantly hone your craft. And I think Deontay Wilder stopped, you know, at some point in his career honing his craft, and he was only looking for knockouts. As a trainer, how did you feel when you heard the news that he was firing his head trainer, Mark Breland? And um, I, I don't know, I guess, how did you receive it, right? Like, you're a trainer. Can you see yourself in that situation? you know, where you think you're doing the right thing for your team and your fighter, and he does not. Um, I guess more specifically, if your fighter tells you, if Tevin tells you, do not throw the towel in in this Joseph Diaz rematch, and you do, and the outcome is that you're fired, how are you going to take that, right? Well, if Tevin's life was at risk, in my opinion, I don't care. I'll get fired. Because for me, I'd rather sleep good at night knowing I did the right thing. I think Mark Brillian did the right thing. And at the end of the day, you know what I mean? If Deontay Wilder can't respect that, he's delusional. And then what I'm trying to say about a guy like Deontay Wilder is, you know, who, who, what trainer's going to really want to work with him now? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, even though he's such a big name, if he called my phone and said, yo, Coach Ann, I see your YouTube channel. I love how you teach. I think that you would be a good fit for me. I wouldn't feel so comfortable going into that situation because I've seen how he did a man who was with him basically his whole career. And on top of that, try to save his life and they basically you know threw him under the bus and it's just like i just feel like that was just not a good look in any means and you know regardless if he felt the way he felt his trainer's job is to protect his life and that's what you're paying him for and you know at the end of the day you can't accept that as an athlete when you were getting dominated for as many rounds as he was hey man you know you ain't holding on to your end of the bargain this is a partnership and if you can't respect a decision like that i don't know what to tell you man so yesterday, um, Michael Coppinger reported that, uh, not reported, he just made a tweet, right? So his tweet said something, I'm paraphrasing here, he said something like, um, Eddie Reynoso's off to a fantastic start. He's got Ryan Garcia with a win uh, and a knockout over Campbell. Now he's got Burchell being knocked out by Valdez. Uh, Canelo is fighting uh, Saturday and plans to unify by the end of the year. It looks like he is a shoe in 
for coach of the year, right? Trainer of the year. Uh, Leonard Ellerby comes back and says, hey, it's too soon. It's only February. What happens if Derek James makes Earl Spence undisputed and Jamel Charlo for that matter? Or one of Reynoso's tops got, top guys get knocked out. So we had a show on that. One of our uh, listeners uh, and obviously supporters called in. He super chatted and he said, uh, what about Sugar Hill? I know I'm long-winded, just giving you backstory. He said, what about Sugar Hill? If Sugar Hill is able to win two back-to-back fights with Tyson Fury versus AJ, does that trump him for trainer of the year 2021 as a coach in your eyes? What achievement will you hold in higher regard? Uh, Derek taking Mel for that last fight for this year with Castano to be undisputed? Or... Earl getting in the ring with Crawford and, and, and Ugas this year to be undisputed or Fury and AJ fighting for undisputed and Fury winning, obviously. That's hard, man. I mean, all them guys have a have a have a good argument. You know, I think Eddie Renoso, though, deserves some credit because he's got Canelo and Canelo has been a superstar now for some time now. He didn't just become a superstar. He's been a pretty consistent guy. And then you got a guy like Ryan Garcia, who basically looks like he made a transformation overnight. And then you got, you know, this great win over Burchell over the weekend. So Eddie Renoso is definitely in that argument. Nobody could take that away from him. You know what I'm saying? Cesar Martinez, too, right? Doesn't Juan Cesar Martinez have a title? The short dude that they got that beat up Charlie Edwards? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's fighting Saturday. Yeah, he does have a title. He's a WBC champ. So Eddie Reynoso, to me, man, you know what I'm saying? I mean, how can you really hate on that, man? I mean, he's doing his thing. Um, the other guys, you know, Derrick James, they're doing their thing. You know, they're doing their thing as well. But they're only doing the, he's only doing his thing with one of the Charlos and Errol Spence, correct? Yes. And then you have the other uh, Fury's coach. Is that who you're talking about? Yes. He's got a and- few people, but nobody popping, popping like that. But he got Anthony Durrell. He's got a few Russians now with Salida, Fury. You know, I, I just think that Eddie Reynoso was blessed with the opportunity to have more superstars, which in turn gives him that gives him that edge. Um, those other trainers might be just as good. You know what I'm saying? Behind closed doors. Who knows? Because we all know that it's not always the trainer that you guys know about that's the best is the one that produces. But in order to produce, you need the opportunity. Right. You need to have the right horse. You need to have the right athletes in order to produce. Right. You know, I mean, I could be the best trainer in the world, but if I ain't training nobody, who's going to know about it? So, Mm. you know, I just think Eddie Reynoso, you know, fortunate, you know, he is fortunate enough to have Canelo Alvarez, who's arguably the best fighter today. And uh, he's gotten those other opportunities and he's showing and proving them guys ain't losing. So I'm going to have to roll with Eddie Reynoso as of right now. You know what I'm saying? I have to roll with him. But those other guys, they're great trainers as well. Mm. I'm curious to see what uh, Ruiz looks like too when he comes back. So that's another, that's another fighter. Andy Ruiz too, right? Yeah, he does. He does. He's got, he's got, I mean, how can you how can you go against that stable right now? Like those are the hottest fighters damn near in boxing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's solid. That's a solid group of fighters right there. It is. It is. Uh, great points there. So, um, I mean, obviously, you you like what you see from from AJ. Is there what what do you think AJ does better than Fury and what does do you think Fury does better than AJ? One thing. 
I mean, obviously there might be multiple, but what's that one thing you're like, man, AJ just does that better than him? Man, I don't, I don't know if there's anything he does better. Um, because it seems like, uh, man, I, honestly, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say footwork, man. I mean, you don't think Fury moves better in the ring? That was the first thought when you said that. I was gonna say because he looked really well against um Andy Ruiz. Uh, when he lost that weight and he started to, you know, showcase that he can actually move laterally very well. But Tyson Fury got hella good footwork too, man. And it's like, you can't forget that just because that's something that Anthony Joshua does good. Doesn't necessarily mean he does it better than Fury. I think Fury does everything a little bit better than Anthony Joshua. I just think that Anthony Joshua can land, can get to that home base. I really believe he can get there. Not saying that he's going to knock him out. But if he lands, we've seen Fury go down. So that's why I said he has the tools to get there. Now, how does Fury respond? That's a different story. I think Joshua uh, might have a little bit better combinations in close. Distance, he's got no chance. But I think in close, let the twos and threes and fours go. I think uh, he can't. Fury can't keep up with that as far as in tight. Coach, you think that um, that uppercut that AJ displayed uh, in a couple of his fights is is a tool that he'll be able to use against the taller oh, man in Fury? Oh, you know what? Now that you say that, maybe Anthony Joshua has more one punch power than Fury. I don't th- I don't know if Fury's that big of a puncher. I think that he's just a guy that breaks you down. So yeah, maybe Anthony Joshua has that one punch advantage, like if. You know, if he lands that one shot, I think he could knock out Fury better than Fury can knock him out. Hmm. Uh, what about that uppercut? You think that um, AJ can use the uppercut on the taller man in Fury? Uh, would it present itself an opportunity to place that uppercut? Uh, they're on the inside. If Fury gets a little gas or winded, but if Fury places distance and uses his defense, I mean, I don't, I don't see the uppercut really going getting home. Home. Only if they're on the inside and, you know, maybe uh, kind of gets caught in a situation kind of like Damani Rock did over the week, uh, a week or two ago where he was kind of laying there and then he got clipped. That's really the only way I could see Anthony Joshua getting an uppercut off on Fury. But Fury would have to be getting a little bit winded, tired, a little lazy, unfocused for that to happen. I think if he's alert, I don't think it lands at all. I feel like we've seen Fury do a lot of that in the Cunningham fight. I know that was a long time ago and then it was on NBC, but he was like leaning and putting his weight on Cunningham a lot um, before he even got... Well, I think after he got knocked down. That's kind of like how he wore Steve out. Uh, I don't know that I've seen that before, but uh, yeah, he definitely... I mean, I guess he he leaned on Wilder, right? Definitely leaned on... So, Coach, what's up with you, man? I mean, uh, you said you need the right uh, horse in a stable. Any amateurs you working with that, that that'll soon be turning pro? Any new pros you working with that we should know about? Honestly, man, I've just been putting all my energy into Tevin and um, my my personal business, which is the internet courses that I sell and my YouTube channel. I haven't been taking on too many uh, new fighters, and really, it's due to the fact that I'm unsure of where I want to relocate. I'm in the process of now maybe looking at a few different places. And I'm not sure where I want to actually call home right now. So I don't want to commit to anybody. And it wouldn't be fair for me to start working with a fighter now and then say, hey, man, I'm moving or, hey, man, I'm doing this. So, 
And on and unfortunately, the amateur boxing program has been so funny up here that I mean, most of the amateurs that I was working with, most of them haven't even fought, you know. So, you know, it's just been it's just been really messed up, man. Ever since last year, things have kind of fell off a little bit. But yeah, I'm just, just me, Tevin and, and my business. That's all my focus is for right now. But I am in the near future looking and hoping that I get some opportunities with some new talent. So is that new gym you and Tevin working out like the basement of his house or that's a whole new location? Nah, he actually, you know, when the pandemic hit, he knew that he needed a way to stay in shape. So he was uh, able to go ahead and open a gym literally in his basement of his house. So I go right to his house. He got everything you need there, everything but a boxing ring. That's the only thing that's missing. But, you know, fortunately, we got some good relationships with some gyms nearby. So when he needs sparring, he can do that easily. But for the most part, heavy bag work, make work, stuff like that, he does it right in his house. And he has treadmills and a sauna. Bro, he got a nice little setup. That basement looked like it got 10-foot ceilings. Like, I just guessed it was a basement of his house. I wasn't sure, but I seen the beams 16 inches apart. I'm like, man, this might be a basement or a basement in another building. But, damn, that's, that's, a, that's actually official to have the home gym right downstairs. That's like the rappers with the studio, you know? That's yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and it's good because it helps him keep if you If you look at Tevin, Tevin's really not even out of shape at all. Like for a guy who hasn't fought in over a year, most guys, they completely fall off if you give them that kind of a layoff. Tevin can still, you know, box a good 12 rounds. The only thing he has to do is start a camp and he'd be ready to rock and roll. And, you know, I think that break did him some well. I think that break was necessary. You know, he fought six times, you know, very quickly, defended his title six times. He was very active, the most active world champion, I believe, in 2019. So, you know, uh, he needed that little break, that layoff. You know, um, I was just talking to Ken today. We had Ken on on an earlier show, and he's got a new guy at 130, Ken Porter, and uh, he's rushing him. I, and I, and I, not rushing him, but, you know, he's got a lot of fights, and he's fighting every two weeks. And, you know, I said, like, Sometimes that's a bad thing. Now, here you are saying that you, it seems like you're insinuating that fighting six times in 2019 could have taken a toll on Tevin. Yeah, I, I, I think it just depends where a fighter is in their career, right? So, like, if you're a young fighter and you're trying to build your record, you know, you want to fight a lot. That's very common. You see these pros who are just starting out fighting every month, twice a month. You know, they're going to Mexico, they're going to North Carolina. You're like, damn, this guy just fought. He's fighting next week. But they're building their record. They're not fighting stiff competition. They're fighting guys that they can build their record on. And next thing you know, they're 20-0. And then they're working their way up, you know, the rankings. And that's pretty common protocol. But for Tevin, you know what I mean? Tevin, we got to remember, he got shot in the hand. He tore a bicep. Um, you know, he had some injuries. He's, you know, he was consistently fighting for many years. And then you go ahead and then you're fighting you know, every couple of months, once you win a world title, uh, you know, he never really had a layoff or a break. And then he went right into fighting a guy like Jojo Diaz. You know what I mean? So, you know, I just think that sometimes your body does need a break. It just depends where you are in your career, how your fights are going and, and stuff like that. Because you see the fighters of the old times, they used to fight that many times a year. And it was pretty common. But a lot of those guys, you know, by 30 years old, they're shot, man. Like you see a guy like Eric Morales or even like a Sugar Ray Leonard in their early 30s, they're basically done. You know what I'm saying? And then you got, you know, these younger guys, they're they're, they're preserving themselves a little bit longer by fighting less. Uh, what did uh, what did uh, Tevin think about uh, Jojo Diaz losing that belt on the scale? I mean, we a couple seen weeks the tweet. Ago. I seen the tweet. He definitely. Oh, I didn't see the tweet. Sorry. Yeah. The way the way we looked at it was. 
man, God loves some Tevin Farmer because like the way it all happened was crazy, right? So you got Jojo Diaz losing the belt on the scale. Then you got these guys fighting to a draw. Like how much more luck can Tevin Farmer have asked for in a situation where he wanted an immediate rematch? He didn't get it due to, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? We already know what the deal is with that. And then this happens. It's like, wow everything's falling into place. So what it did to Tevin was spark him up again, because I think he was a little bit down due to the fact that he wasn't fighting, especially he wanted that rematch in the summer. He never got it. And um, now he's like, whoa, you know, there's still a real chance for me to be a champion again. And I think all of us as a team woke up and was like, okay, we can't play around with this because if we get that phone call, we don't want to have to get ready. We want to be ready. So you know, we're glad that we stood active in the gym, but now we're really picking it up. And if we get that call in the next couple of weeks or so, Tevin's going to be ready to go. That's now, great, in the man. next That's couple great. of weeks, to phase Rockamoff? Rockamoff. Uh, or what? It depends. It depends who they give Tevin. Tevin hasn't gotten an official. But being as though that the, the fight ended in a draw, the number one remains number one. The champion loses the belt, right? So, like, Rockamoff is still there, or does he get passed over? I, I'm asking. I'm not telling. I couldn't tell you, man. You'd be, you'd be surprised. I'm not sure how all that works. You know what I mean? Um, they, I know that they're, they're trying to give Tevin different situations right now. They, 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 you know, So, Tevin's been dealing with a lot of, like, back-end, like, political stuff and He's trying to get all that squared away. So in reality, I don't know who he's fighting, but um, we're, we just want him to fight. We just want Tevin to fight. So whether that's for a title, whether that's just for an eliminator, whether that's just for him just to stay busy, I just want to see Tevin back in the ring, you know, and, and getting to work. So it doesn't matter who we get. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know. I'm hope. I mean, look, anyway, so whatever. As a team, how did y'all handle that loss? Because, I mean, I, I, I remember Tevin was very confident. He thought he was going to win that fight. I remember being there when, when, you know, we were interviewing Tevin in Las Vegas. I think it was like Canelo, Jacobs fight week. And then, and then uh, you know, uh, Joseph Diaz ran down on him in the media workout with the green hair, you know, in the middle of an interview. And, and, and Tevin was very adamant that he was going to whoop that boy and didn't get that win, how has that been for him? Is he still the same? Because he obviously didn't handle it like other people who lost their belt, right? So, I mean, you want to believe he's okay? Yeah, I mean, look, man, I think what people have to remember is that Tevin, Tevin already beat the odds, right? So in a lot of ways, Tevin's already a winner. You know what I mean? And I just think that Tevin has lost, which is good. He's lost in his career. So when he lost again, it was like, okay, I've been here before. I know what it feels like to be in the bottom. I know what it feels like. You know what I mean? And sometimes you just need Coach, to. But it got to be different. I mean, he lost before, and then he made it to the mountaintop. And then he had six title defenses and a great deal from the zone. Like, it got to. It's got to be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you can't be happy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people expected Tevin to do what he did. People didn't expect him to even do that. So, you know, for so since Tevin already beat the odds, I think he was, I think he took it more like, okay. And then there were some other situations of, you know, he, he, he didn't like the weight cut that he did. He felt like the weight cut bothered him a lot. He said he's felt that for a few fights. I wasn't involved with the way he cut weight, but, um, 
he said that the way that he was cutting weight was bothering him. He went ahead and he got himself a professional who, you know, that's his thing. That's what he does. He, he helps fighters cut weight and he feels a lot more confident on how he's going to be cutting weight in future fights. So, you know, all we could do is stay positive, man. It's like anything in life, man. You know what I mean? You're going to have your ups and downs. You just got to keep it moving, man. If you sit there and dwell on your losses, you'll never bounce back. And, you know, Tevin's done bounce back a few times. I mean, look, he got shot in the hand. Doctor said he'll never fight again. He won a world title. Before that, he tore his bicep. He started a career seven and four. He, he's from Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? The, the slums. And now he lives in a beautiful house with a beautiful family. You know what I'm saying? It's like... When you got a guy who's lost it and got it back and lost it again and got it back, I think it's just part of the game. And you just, you know, you build tough skin that way. A lot of these guys, they were groomed from the beginning winners. And then when they lost, that's when they couldn't recover. But when you've lost first, it's a little easier to say, okay, I know what I got to do. How, how does Tevin beat JoJo without the power? Because it just felt like that Mexican style of JoJo and the lack of power for Tevin to keep JoJo off him it was just a recipe for disaster. Like, he just kept pounding. Like, he threw punches all night, you know? It's like you need some pop to keep him off you. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, that would sound correct. But if you also looked at the fight, Tevin didn't do anything that he normally does. It wasn't just the power. He wasn't moving his head the way he normally does. He was getting hit uh, a lot more than he usually does. He wasn't doing a lot of the things that he does, and he said it's because he didn't feel well. He'd say he didn't feel, feel it in his legs. People no, were he thinking did. he had some kind of an issue because he was twitching. Well, you know he, what I'm saying? He Looking told at me He told me that now is not the time, but eventually, uh, I think he said when he wins the title back, he'll let the world know what happened because he don't want to have an excuse out there. But there right, is definitely right. an excuse out there that he hasn't told us yet. Right, so it's best that I let him tell his story, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, um, you know, Tevin uh, didn't showcase what now if he would have did all the things he normally does and still lost. OK, he lost and he did lose. We don't, none of us made an excuse. Right. None of us went on the Internet and made an excuse. We all took the L. The team took the L. He took the L. It is what it is. But for me to feel like Tevin can't win. I would have to see Tevin perform at his best and still not win for me to say he can't win with the lack of punching power. And since he didn't show me that that night, I'm not going to sit there and give JoJo that much credit yet. He needs to give him his rematch. Well, not anymore, right? He's not the champion. If you ask me, I say, Tevin, forget him, move on. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I think Tevin still has something inside of him that he wants to show the world that that was a fluke. And I think Tevin's still going to fight him even if I told him, man, don't give that man no fight. Uh, I think Tevin's still going to want to fight him. Well, Even if he doesn't fight him, there's so many good fights out there that he could be a part of. Yeah, it's well, crazy how much I, talent's you know, in that division. You know, that's what and that's what kills me about the way people are. Like nobody mentions Tevin in recent you know times. Like every his name doesn't get brought up anymore. And I'm like, hold on, that's crazy. Champion, he just defended six times, and now he loses one fight. He's he's gone now. He's not even. And in my mind, I'm like, y'all crazy, man. Like boxing's crazy. Like, don't get me wrong, all them young guys that people are mentioning, they're all good fighters, right? Devin Haney, great fighter, Shakur Stevenson, fantastic fighter. All them kids are good. But Tevin is still in the conversation. Why is Tevin not in the conversation? Because he, you know I mean? he ain't got that belt no more. You just a difficult fight with no belt right now, man. I mean, you know, it's unfortunate that he lost to JoJo because doors were just starting to open. I mean, 
you know, there was the possibility of the Gary Russell fight, right? Like, uh, Tevin wanted to fight Gary. Gary wanted to fight Tevin. And we've never really had anybody that wants to fight Gary. Uh, that would have been good, you know. If Tevin could have kept that belt, now Shakur's up there. You know, Jamel Herring unification. It's a lot. But it, it, you need you need that, that negotiation uh, trinket, man. It, it's, it, it brings a lot to the table, man. Brings a lot. You, but some of them guys was getting credit even with no belt, you know? Gary Russell's still in the conversation after he lost his belt. Uh, Shakur yeah. Stevenson and Devin Haney, before they won a belt, was in that conversation. So Tevin actually had a belt, he loses the belt, and now he's out of the conversation. Still doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, but, but you know, like for Shakur, uh, well, first you said Gary, he he lost his belt, but that, I mean, he didn't lose the belt. It was a vacant title shot with Lomachenko that he didn't get, and then after that, he beat Johnny Gonzalez, and he ain't lost since, and he's defended like for five years or six years now. Uh, Shakur and Devin gonna get the the clout because they undefeated, heavily touted up and comers. When you like got that O, I mean, and they and then they're with big, you know, that ones with Eddie. And the other one is with James Prince and Top Rank. It's just like... I didn't even, I didn't even realize. So Gary Russell's a champion right now? He been a champ, champ. I, mean, I never see this guy fight. When does he fight? <laughs> Once a like, year. Once a no, year. Like, like, he makes, you're like, you made it sound like he's been dominating. I'm like, yo, I haven't seen him fight since he fought Lomachenko. No, like, but this that's the literally thing. the last time I saw him fight. This the thing, man. He is dominating. People don't... Is, he is the Tevin without the losses. Like, dudes don't. When does he fight though? Where like, and I'm not trying to be no, funny. No, no, but he only he, he only he only fights as mandatory because no one wants to give him a voluntary, right? So like, when when he handles his mandatory, Leo didn't want to unify with him. Leo rather go fight Frampton and Abner, and that's understandable. Those are bigger money fights. Gary fights once a year, so people don't know him like that. But like, the fight to make is Gary Tank. They could make Gary Tank in Atlanta. That's a big, big fight. And I, I you know, how you got that? How you got that fight? What do you mean? Where did you pick? Oh, 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 oh. I mean, I'm gonna pick the puncher. I'm gonna pick the puncher. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to see the smaller man in Gary who's gonna be moving up to 130 to challenge the champion. I'm gonna have to see him be able to do that. Right now, it would definitely be Tank over Gary. You know, but it's a great fight. Nobody got that energy for Tank other than Tevin, right? Once upon a time, Tevin and Tank was, ah! Only Gary talks to Tank that way. That shit needs to be, like, on Showtime All Access, and that fight will sell. Plus, you know, you mix in the Mayweather thing and all that. It, it, it's, it'll move, man. I mean, if not, they could do it in the DMV somewhere, man. I don't know. It's a great fight. I like the fight. I like, I, I like the fight, man. Gary Russell's a talented, talented guy, man. Unfortunately... To me, he's fell off the radar, but you know, apparently, he's still doing very well. I mean, I mean, no, you're right, you're right. He he's fallen off in the sense that, like, he his no one's calling his name, but he's still a champion, and he defends his belt once a year versus every mandatory that comes. Like, he about to fight Ray Vargas, which will be another tough mandatory, but he beats them all. He, people thought he was gonna lose the tug somehow. Tug was this Eastern European. Well, no, he's like uh, um, Mongolian. You know, I don't know. You you seen Tug before or no? No. Nah. Numbayar, Numbayar, no. 
Well, yeah, yeah, everybody thought he was gonna lose to him, and you know, not me. You know, Gary's very fast. You know, and uh, you know, he beat Tug. He he just beats all his mandatories. And and remember, people usually in the mandatory position earned their way to that position. You know what I mean? So he beating the guy. He beat Cuadras. Uh, everybody that gets to that shot, he'll just get you out the way and go back to sleep and be on Instagram. Actually, he don't go to sleep. He fights once a year and he on Instagram calling everybody out, but but nobody <laughs> nobody answers, man. He wanted some smoke with Bud Crawford. You ain't see that? Yeah, I, I, that I saw, man. He I think he's barking up a tree that he needs to just chill out. Like you know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong, he could box, but come on, man. <laughs> he wanted some uh, uh, Devin. You seen that? A Devin, you said? He wanted Devin. That that was almost made. Him and Bill was deep in negotiations. You know, I I, I like that fight better. Um, I still I think I'd still edge Devin on that fight. I think Devin's got the footwork. I think he's got the range. I Size. think Devin beat him. I don't even give Devin all that. I mean, obviously he has all that, but I I would base it sheerly off size. Devin is squeezing to get the one thirty five. He would probably hurt Gary but Gary did get on Instagram like two two days ago maybe um and, and showed on his little digital scale in the gym that he's weighing 143 at the gym while working out which means you know when you work and you losing so he's he's gaining he's really coming to 135 I hope he gets an opportunity you know being a WBC champion at 126 I never understood why he didn't just petition to Mauricio Suleiman, like any WBC champion can do, to face the champion above, which would have been Burchell. You know, um, that didn't ever happen either, but... You think it's over for Burchell? Mm, it, 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 it was a bad knockout, man. I don't know if you bounced back from that. It, it's, 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 it's over for Burchell because of his style. I picked Valdez to win when everybody that called in the head was picking basically Burchell, but... I thought Burchelt was older just off of how he looked. When I box rack, Valdez is actually the one 30 years old, man. Yo, it looked like Burchelt had a tough life out there, man. So I don't know that he could come back. I just, I, he gonna have to show me. Uh, he gonna have to show me. I didn't, I thought he was wild going into the fight. And I, I felt like Reynoso being in the corner was gonna change that wildness of Oscar. Cause Oscar gets a little wild and wide. But man, he he was doing his thing. I mean, he was hooking the yeah, shit man, out of Burchell from Orthodox and Southpaw. I mean, he 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 really showed out that night. He shit, he did his thing. Oscar had a great fight. Sad that it only did eight hundred thousand. Man, see, this is what I'm saying. Like sometimes fighters like don't want they 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 they, they we lose fights at the negotiation table because of that. Look, only eight hundred thousand. You know, like Bud could fight. Cavalaskis and do two point something, you know, and and Gennady will fight whoever and do like a, a million, and it's like, damn, these two dudes really was in there fighting, fighting, and only did eight hundred thousand. It's crazy what what boxing fans like and don't like. What's your favorite division, Coach? Before I let you go, I don't want to keep you too long. I know it's late on the East. Um, my favorite division, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna to have to probably say like welterweight's my favorite division. It's always really been my favorite division, man. Uh, and then middleweight, you know, uh, those are my two favorite divisions, man. And, I, and that's probably because that's what I was as an amateur. So yeah, I think I think like when you're a boxer, you kind of like the, the division that's closer to your yeah. weight. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I know this bigger guys, their heavyweight division is their favorite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so for me, I think it's the welterweight, middleweight division. And I think that's where the talent's at, right? You got Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford. You got, still got, you know, you know everybody in that division, man. Boots, you know what I mean? Coming up, man, we'll see what Boots does with his next fight. You know, I think he's going to do well. Um, he got Lippinets so, next, right? Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good step up for him. Um, so we'll see what he How does. You and, you know, how you think he does? Uh, did you watch Lipinets last fight versus Castillo Clayton from Canada? That I didn't. Last I saw him fight was what Mikey Garcia. Mm, yeah, that's how I saw him fight, and he looked good in that fight uh, for a little bit. But um, I think that uh, I think I think I just think Boots is just I think he's up there. I just think he needs his opportunity. Let me ask you, son. You being from down there, right? Because like, it's not that I don't believe the Boots hype. But, like, how do we know he's going to be better than the two brothers? Um, I think because he's got his two brothers still in his life. So they're going to guide him. You know what I'm saying? They're going to, he's going to, he's learned from their mistakes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, whatever mistakes they made in their career, he's got a chance to see it firsthand. He saw what they did well. And I think overall, you know, I just think he's the most talented one. I just like just looking sheerly based off of the stuff that he's actually doing in the ring. Like I remember when Canelo was coming up and I was a big Canelo fan. A lot of people around this area wasn't big Canelo fans yet. I'm like, yo, you don't see what he's doing. I'm like, look, just look at what he's doing. You know, and that's the same thing with, with Boots. You know, when people say, well, Boots ain't fought nobody, this, that and the other. I'm like, you're right. I'm like, but just look at what he's doing. You got guys who ain't fought nobody that don't still don't do that type of stuff that he's doing. So you have to really pay attention to what he's doing in that ring. He's doing stuff that world-class fighters do. And if he could just stay calm enough and not get too excited in his fights, which I think is his number one flaw, if I had to pick one, he's going to go very far. I was just about to ask you that, but I think that's going to be your answer. What you think went wrong in the Van Hidden fight? Yeah, I just think that he just pressed it, pressed the action so aggressively, and I'm just like, Boots, you don't gotta fight that way. Like, don't get me wrong, it's beautiful that you want to knock guys out and it's exciting, but calm down just a little bit. Let's think about, you know, let's think about your career here. You know what I mean? I think that's part of the reason why he got head butted in his last fight. Um, I just think that he just gets a little bit like, I guess it's so easy for him that. He just goes in there and starts, you know, dogging these guys out. But that could backfire at the higher level. You know what I'm saying? He can be winning a few rounds and then all of a sudden the game changes, the tide changes. So he needs to be able to pace himself. That's really what he needs to work on. What? So that's the only knock you have on him is just pacing himself. There's not like, for instance, uh, you know, uh, you like Fury's footwork. You like AJ's right hand. Uh, but so there isn't anything that he needs to work on other than patience, in your opinion, obviously. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, of course, you're always going to get better at everything, you know, defense or offense. All that stuff gets constantly worked on. So, I mean, I'm sure there's holes in his game that I haven't really got a chance to see because he hasn't fought nobody that really bought him out yet. But, you know, from what I've seen, it's just the patience level. He gets a little too ahead of himself. And against a guy who has a lot of experience they put him and start putting him in there with them rugged tough you know hard-nosed guys even if he's more skilled 
he can end up, uh, you know, gassing himself out or something like that in a fight or, you know, you know, something, any of those type of things can happen. But if he learns to pace himself, you know, he'll be all right. He said not too long ago, maybe 90 days ago, um, that I want to believe, I don't know, Morehouse, do you remember him saying uh, that, he, that he was smarter than Crawford and, and Earl and that he can beat them both now? Or uh, I know he ended and he can beat them both now, but I, I think he also said he thinks he believes he's more intelligent. Uh, do you remember or no? No? No, Anybody? I don't Anybody? remember. What about you, Ant? No? You don't remember that quote? I never heard him say it. Um, I've heard people around him say it, but I've never heard it come out of his mouth. And even his father, his trainer, I've heard his father be very humble when they brought those names up. So, I mean, listen, if he did say it, good for him. Man. Supposed to be <clears throat> How does he play out in a fight with Crawford and then your response to a fight with Earl right now? After Lippin Yetz. He beats Lippin Yetz. He showed you he could calm that he could be calm and patient. He, he, he you know, he placed the shots. He stops him to the body because we all know Boots likes to go to the body. He gets a stoppage on Lippin Yetz to the body. Next fight, it's like, yo, coach, I know you don't train me, but look, they giving me Crawford or Earl. Who you telling him to go? Where, who's, which one is his best chance at getting a title? Who's his best chance at getting a title? You know, that's. That's a really good question. Um, that's a really good question, man. I'm going to have to, if I had to pick one or the two, I'd probably say, all right, let's go ahead and let's fight Errol. Um, I think that he'll do very well with Errol Spence. I think he got a style that could do well with Errol Spence. But then we've also, I've also seen Crawford get hit a lot more than expected against lesser guys, in my opinion. So, it, it, look, he has a chance against either one of those guys. What those guys bring to the table is experience in the big day they got the experience on the big night skill for skill boots can go up against anybody today but we know that it's not just about skill it's going to come down to how does boots perform when the pressure is on at that level and he has not been at that level yet so that's why he needs a few more fights just to build that experience not to build uh any anything that I see skillful that he needs. I think he's skillfully, he's there right now. I think he's strong-minded. I think he's tough. I think he could fight. But I just think that experience is a big factor, and he just needs a little bit more experience. You know what I mean? That's all. When is a person, when do you consider like a fighter naturally in that division? And just to give you more context and explain it, like Boots is a natural welterweight. Crawford started at 135, uh, you know, but he's been there since 2017, right? I think now, which is working on his fourth year as a welterweight. Is he considered in a fight with Boots a natural welterweight at this point? Or is Boots the bigger man because he's the natural welterweight? I think Boots is the bigger man, honestly. Uh, I think Boots is actually bigger than those guys, man. Um, but, you know, well, where, where did those guys start their career? I know Errol Spence Earl, started Earl, his career. Yeah, he was 147. He was 152 in the Amis. Yeah, so I think Errol Spence. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think that it, uh, he's bigger than Crawford for sure. You know what I'm saying? Crawford had to work his way up to that weight. Um, but the, but at the end of the day, Crawford's been at that weight for a while, competing at you know at that high level. So 
you know, my, my question to Boots is just, how do you do when the pressure's on against the top guy? When you look across that ring and you know you're fighting a, a, a world champion who's been here before, who's already been at the top of the, you know, top of the division, you know, and uh, how do you do when you look across that ring and that's who you're fighting? That's the only question. Uh, anything else? There's nothing else to question. He's ready to go. You know what I mean? Uh, have you heard of a kid by the name of Rajon Chance? No. Huh? Mm. Yeah, he's got the spar boots once. He's he's lighter though. He's from New Jersey. You uh, he, he turned pro. He got like maybe four fights now only, but known mm. in the amateurs. I thought you might have heard of him in mm. the amateurs, amateurs or something. But um, <clears throat> coach man, that's that's basically it, man. Like I said, I know it's late. Don't want to keep you. Uh, much longer. Glad we could finally link up, man. Uh, let everybody know your YouTube channel and, and, and the schedule on when you drop those videos, man. Because a lot of us on our channel, uh, we, we got this Border Wars series. I told you one day, hopefully not. Where are you planning on moving? Out of state or just you don't know what location in state? Man, I'm looking all over right Bro, now. Listen, I'm looking at Florida. Yo, I'm looking I, at Virginia. I used to live in Jersey when we met. I moved, I just moved out here to Florida three weeks ago. You should just come yeah, out right. here. I'm 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 over here by the Tampa side. You want to come out here and be business partners? I'm financially ready to get in the gym with you. Let's do it. We need a gym out here, man. Listen, Let's listen, go. I'm, I'm actually going to Florida uh, on Friday, and I'll be there for ten. I'll be there for seven days. So I'll, I'm flying Where to you, South Florida. Oh, you going to the fight? I'm not going to the fight. Oh. I, I could go to the fight, but I, I don't think I'm going to go. But my family lives in West Palm Beach. Okay. So I'm going down there to go see them. I haven't seen them since this whole craziness happened. And then I'm going to go to Orlando. Wait, so you related nuts. to Kevin Cunningham? No, I'm joking. He's from West yeah, Palm Beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got a gym in West Palm yeah. Beach. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, and you know what's crazy? I used to, that's where I, that's where I started boxing was West Palm Beach, Florida. Okay. That was back in like 1999. So, so you're originally uh, from Florida? No, I'm I'm originally from New York City. Uh. But then I moved to Florida, and since I didn't know nobody in Florida, I started boxing. Yeah. I always liked boxing. I, you know, I used to check out some gyms in New York, but I never took it serious. When I went to, went to Florida and I ain't have no friends, I'm like, yo, I could really focus on boxing. So then I started boxing, started competing. I was any gym in West Palm Beach, I was in it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I learned a lot down there. That's what's up. So. Yeah. West Palm, though, damn, that's definitely the other side. So you never got to get it in with Berto, right? How old are you? I'm 37. No, I got a chance to spar with guys like Kasim Uma, okay. uh, Daniel Edward. Okay. Uh, those guys were the guys who were like the superstars of my gym. So I used to look up to them because the, when I was still an amateur, they was already Wait. fighting for the world title. When I was an Uma, amateur, Kasim Uma was fighting Jermaine Taylor. He was in your gym, though? Yeah, he was oh, the wow. star of the gym. He was a beast, man. He could take a punch, and he could definitely punch. You you got the spar him? Yeah, he helped me when I was first come. Him, a guy named James Labwama, who was an African also, who actually was his mentor. Mm. Uh, Danny Edward, who fought, uh, uh, what you call it? He fought uh, Jermaine Taylor. Um, he lost to Jermaine Taylor, uh, but he fought a Willie Gibbs here in Philadelphia, beat Willie Gibbs, who's Bernard Hopkins' nephew, or something like that. Him, all them guys, man. Alexis Trujillo, um, Vernon Forrest used to come to our gym. Wow. Everybody, man. That was a Lou Duba headquarters back in the day. That's what's up, coach. 
Yeah, yeah man. I, 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 I would I, recommend Florida, man. Then you give Tevin another spot to come to when he needs to lose weight. You know what I mean? Come down yeah, to Florida for camp. We're holding camp in Florida. We're holding camp in Florida. Where? In Orlando. Oh, at Sweatbox? We haven't made a decision where, what what exact gym, but uh, we're going to be in Orlando. You guys are still with Chino or, or just no longer? Chino's around. Yeah, it's going to um, be me, Chino. It's going to be me, Chino, and Tevin. Yo, I'm about to hit Chino up, man. Tell him Josue Aguilar. That is um, the coach of Mike Polite Coffee, the heavyweight that knocked out Damani Rock. They Latino. They could, he could, you know, he could get him in there. And it's in Orlando. But if not, come to my gym. It's, uh, he's from New York City. I don't know if you know him since you're from New York. His name is uh, Kid Kelly. He was a former fighter. He's got a small gym with a lot of amateurs, man. And he needs the exposure to give these amateurs inspiration. Bro, I just found out yesterday that this kid I've been seeing for the last three weeks is 16 years old. He looks like a grown man. I see them driving a box truck. I'm like, bro, how you driving a box truck and you 16? He's like, nah, my mom was in the car. I can't believe he's 16. It's two 16-year-olds in this gym that, you know, I just pray they could stick with it. Because the one girl is amazing. I mean, watching her today, her left hook, I just could keep repeating, like, she's going to stop somebody with that left hook. Like, I don't hear men hitting the pads as accurate, and it just pops so loud. Like, she got a mean left hook. Only You're 16. A, oh, you need Tarp? I know Tarp got a gym out there. You and his? It, it's not his gym, but that is the best-looking gym. Look, if you cool with him... And Tevin Cahol Camp did do it did because they got, ev I mean, that's the gym I want to build. It's got like seven treadmills, you know, ellipticals. The DJ, it's got a fucking DJ booth on the second floor with a, with like a, with like a, like a balcony. So the DJ not even in the, he's just hanging over top of you and shit. The, the ring is four feet elevated, 20 footer black um, camp. It's, that spot is dope. They got like a dozen double end bags. And well, Florida's wide open. Florida's wide like, open. yeah, Florida's man. Wide open. See, like, that's why you moved down there. Well, I moved down here to get more square footage for the dollar for sure, not for the for the business side of getting a gym. The gym is just a two year goal that I hope to have because I just feel like boxing gyms. I mean, again, this fucking gym that Tarva's in, they did it right. I've been coming. I've been going to elite level gyms for a while. I've been to Derek James gym, Earl's, everybody's gym. That did that gym did it right, man. Like sometimes they'll have one treadmill, two treadmills, or no fucking treadmills, and you gotta go do road work on a rainy day when a boxing gym should have that for the fighter and some ellipticals for the older fighters or whatever. Like everything versus, you know, most fighters that I met, Keith, Sean, Wilder, like everybody goes to another gym to lift weights. Why? Why isn't that all in one facility for that fight? I don't get it, but you know that gym got it right. So yeah, man, they, if you can get yeah. in Tarva's gym, nice. Now we're gonna we're we gonna be too far from Tarva, but um, but we'll be in Orlando for six weeks, man. So maybe you know what I mean. You oh, can I, take a little trip. Hook and up. We could definitely I'm hook up. to do when I'm down there besides training. So nah, um, I, I, I will come out. You give me the address, I'll come out for sure. Um. But yeah, one more thing about Tarva's gym that I love, it got like a 30-foot ceiling fan. Come on, B. You know it get you know it get hot in the gym. A 30-footer, man. That shit is like one 
gigantic, huge. Fu- oh man, that shit is amazing, bro. I can't believe that gym. That that's inspirational. I'm telling you, you should at least peek into it because yeah, it looks right. so good. But uh, Coach Anthony, man, hit me up when you get down here uh, so we can link up. Thank you for coming on, and, and we got to get you on more regularly, man. But you still ain't give you. out your YouTube channel. You didn't tell them your schedule on when you upload. Please do so. All right, guys, so you guys can definitely check me out on YouTube, Coach Anthony Boxing. I post weekly, typically on a Monday. I don't have an exact day, but you can you can guarantee you're going to get at least one video from me per week. Uh, I teach everything from the beginning fundamentals to some advanced stuff. I mix and match. You'll learn it all. I also have a website, CoachAnthonyBoxing.com, where I have courses on specifics where I get into full detail teaching the fundamentals of boxing. And uh, I give it all away, man. I teach it to you guys, man. It's up to you guys to put in the work. So just, you know, take the information. And hopefully it can help a lot of you guys. And a lot of people say it does already. So um, you already know, man. Instagram is Coach Anthony. So. All right. Well, there you have it, man. Coach Anthony, thank you once again for joining us. Take care, Coach. Peace out. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's Coach Anthony. And we're just uh, glad that he was able to come on, talk a little bit of boxing. Moore's house, man. Anything you want to add before we move on to these callers? They out there. They out here. They out here. Keep them coming. Let's Have go. Them call. We're going to go out to the... Uh, let's get these little... Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. Yo, so... Mm, I'm going to go ahead and say that we are going to have Eddie Reynoso on the show tomorrow at 9 p.m. But I also double booked with Mauricio Solomon. So we'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Um, We're also having Erickson Lubin at 8 on the show tomorrow. And at 9.30, we're having 9.30 in the morning. Who's up? Who's up? Next up. That's who's up. Nah, he ain't here, though. Uh, Actually, we ain't got nobody on the schedule, but I'm pretty sure I didn't put it. <laughs> pretty sure we're supposed to have somebody tomorrow at 930. But let's go out to Hawk in Maryland. What up? Yeah. Hello? What's up, brother? Ain't too much, ain't too much, bro. I mean, that was a good, good interview, bro. But, you know, I also um, saw Anthony Joshua do an interview today with SkyNews.com. You said a little bit about that clip, but then when he was um, doing the interview, he was talking like, you know, Boris Johnson over there said that they, they, they're going to have their crowds back in uh, June. So he was saying that he looking at fighting in June. So I don't know. What do you, uh, Ooh, I saw the Joshua interview with that, um, you saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In a live interview today, he was talking about Tiger Woods at first, and then yeah, they got to talk about the boxing. You yeah. got to remember, though, a lot of people always insinuated that there's no way Fury going to fight AJ off that layoff. Like, you know Fury's the tune-up king. He always take a tune-up, so. He is. He is. He is. No question. Yeah, Eddie Hearns true. also Joshua today said that even if they do get the fans back in June, that they're not going to be guaranteed a hundred thousand or ninety thousand, and it and you wouldn't be able to risk it that close to that date. Yo, they gonna prolong oh, okay. that fight till they could get every single seat sold. They tripping, man. 
That's true. Nah, it's going All right, guys. Mm. All right brother. Well, listen, if you're watching this on All YouTube, right, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. It's going to help with the visibility of the show. This is the fourth show today. We rocking out. A lot of breaking news. A lot of interviews. So, you know, we had to work. And we hustling. Let me see. Looks like we got Victor in Baltimore. What up? Hey, hey, Ness, what's up? Chilling. Uh, nice interview. Nice interview. I I had to follow the guy straight away on Instagram. The guy is very knowledgeable about the sport. He's not a fan boy. He's a coach for real. And um, going straight into the AJ and the Fury fight, I told you, bro, that fight is happening in June. No water fight. AJ Fury on this period. They're just trying to get a fans, you know, you know, Fury knows how to put out negative words out there while he goes in and do the business. So he just won the attention. AJ doesn't talk about a fight if he is not really, really sure the business part of that fight is complete. The way AJ is sounding, if something about it happen, bro, they're going to make an announcement soon. That's what I know. That's my call. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I got to schedule some of these guys on this car we're going to be doing in, in Atlanta, man. Don't forget, we in Atlanta. Flights is booked. We're going to be calling the live fights. And Francis said something about it being like All-Star Weekend or something like that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know nothing about that stuff, you know. Only All-Stars I know are boxers. I couldn't pick out a, another, you know, sports celebrity if my life depended on it. Uh, but let me go to Seattle, Washington Zone, the Wiper King. Mr. PBC, baby. Boxingwoods.com. From the fires. Canelo talking about he believed he could win. Go to my kitchen. Get the sharp knife. Because you the bullshit up. I don't care what you do good. I do every fucking thing great. Mr. PBC, baby. Ruin New Orleans. You see the fights on the BPE network. Yeah, yeah. Um. What's well, good? It was good, Ness. Uh, shout out to my black, my black brother. Um, What's good, my uh, brother? <laughs> all right, so let me get to the uh, to the thing. Um, I, I told you before. I knew Tyson Fury was going to get this fight. <clears throat> Cheaters don't get what they want; they get what they almost can. Um, I've still got Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, still happening. Um, so. And uh, shout out to the person who got on the interview. I think Gary Russell would obviously beat his uh, favorite fighter or whatever that dude is. Uh, Tevin? What's his name? Tevin. I think Gary Russell would definitely beat him. Gary Russell beat, um, damn, I'm forgetting people's names. Jojo Diaz. So. Yeah, he did. Tevin Farmer don't want that fight. I That's why his trainer. That. His his trainer trainer got scared Damn, when you mentioned Gary Russell. Up. We should have brought that up. I forgot that Gary beat JoJo, man. <laughs> yep. And, and he can easily yo, take that fight he, with Gary. Yo, and he was saying, like, yo, who Gary fought? I don't even know. Yeah, him. like, yo, come on, dude. He beat ah, the dude. He beat the dude. He did beat the dude. But, uh, dude. you know, that's that Anthony Joshua type of mindset, you know. What you mean? Don't look at the people that can beat you. Look at the people you can beat. 
And uh, the, he got scared when you heard Gary Russell, man. His whole demeanor changed. I'm a Gary Russell fan, man. So too, he don't want man. that smoke. Tevin don't. That's my call. Me too, man. I want, I want, I want Gary to get a fight, man. I wish he could get some big shit, man, and just put him out there, man. Some big, big shit, man. Like, like Valdez right now. He move up and get the Valdez shot because he activated the WBC, uh, one twenty six or what else is big for Gary? I mean. You know, the, the 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 Devin fight and the Crawford fight, that's big for him, but man, he gonna get killed in them fights, man. You know. He gonna get killed. He too he he can't he can't jump like that. But he said one thirty five, he's coming for sure on a PBC side. Let him take Rolando Romero, man. See what he do with Mr. Roley, man. What other name is big over there that he could touch? Cause they ain't giving him Gary. We've been oh, waiting. They ain't got for that. nothing at one thirty for him. I mean, he's moving to 135, he said. He going to jump the whole street, he said. I, I follow really? him heavy on it. Yeah, man, he, he posted that he's 143. He, he did a video with a, with a live video showing his weight on a, on, a, on, a, on a digital scale. The ones that the athletes and the fucking doctors and the, the, the veterinarians use. And uh, fuck, man, um, he was 143 after working out. So... They just got Leo over there. Leo. Well, I'm talking 135. He could fight Fortuna. And, and oh, yeah, come, yeah. Yo, that's actually the fight. You know what I'm saying? If he can't, if he can't petition, because that's too many, that's too many divisions. I don't think Mauricio would give him uh, a shot at Tevin. I mean at Devin Haney via WBC, but if he moved up to 135 and beat Javier, he the second mandatory, but Trey in the Bay, what up? Hear me? I hear you. What's good? Uh, um, I was in and out on the show. Is <clears throat> They say the fight fell apart or there's just still more question part. Question man, hell no, the fight fell apart, man. Tyson Fury out here calling AJ all types of names, saying that he uh, running from the fight like he ran from the Wilder fight. Don't listen to that. I mean, I, I question though, how was they gonna make a fight when Fury's still in court? They've been making a fight for a whole year, right? I That's mean, right thing. after he won, they was like, the fight is made, and I'm like, well, wait, what about the rematch clause? They've been having that fight made, supposedly, for the last year. So, I don't know. I mean, really, that's what a lot of fights go, y'all. A lot of these motherfuckers out here just, we about to fight. Oh, no, we not. We about to fight. Oh, no, we not. I, I mean, at this point, with any of them, not just Fury AJ, I'll believe it when I see it. Man, that's it, my call. it's more Fury AJ, man. They been the one talking about done deal. It, terms agreed to. Finances agreed to every every day was a different fucking headline that everybody wanted us from the UK wanted us to report on and it's like bruh you know let the shit happen if it's gonna happen because it just don't seem that way you know Daniel Kinahan my boy thank you for making the biggest fight and then it doesn't happen like how many times did someone yo there was so much bruh Fury come out his IG thanking Daniel Kinahan for the biggest deal Bob saying they you this. I mean, come on, man, man. It's been a year. That's the truest statement Fury said. They've had a year to make this fight, and they ain't no further forward than they was one 
year ago, end quote. Uh, but let's get to the super chat. Show Kid says, both these guys always using Wilder's name to fight this year and no Wilder fight. Fury capping. What? Oh, my God. No fight was done. I don't know. Thought, oh, thought fight was done. Thought fight was done. Both these guys always using Wilder's name. Two fights this year and no Wilder fight. Fury capping. Thought fight was done. Shaking my head. Exactly. My point. Nash. Exactly. Hey, if uh, Top Rank's got two fights left with Tyson Fury, mm. you think Bob's just going to let him fight two bums and lose even more money on Fury? But does he only got two fights left? Yeah, and they got to be this year. Dude, are you sure he only got two fights left? That's I what mean, Fury look, said. Look, don't get me wrong. You might be right because, fuck, you count, you count Odeba Valley. It was a five-fight deal. You, call, you, you count... Uh, what was that dude? Schaubert? Sh Sh no. Schwartz? Schwartz. Schwartz. Wilder. So that's, that's three. three. Now we got two left. Wow. That weasel. <laughs> he, trying to get, he trying to go straight MTK on him. Like, yo, we'll need Bob. We going to get him yeah. out this contract. I'm going to get two lame-o's. This and that's year, what Bob's. That's what Bob knows. He ain't gonna let him slide on that. Bob gonna extend his ass. Like y'all, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you can extend him. You, he already. I mean, the title. I wonder. If, I nah. There's no way that was in the verbiage, right? Because he had the rematch. Actually, he didn't take it. He didn't take it. He didn't take it. But I wonder if that verbiage is in a contract for a guy of Tyson Fury's stature. Like, oh, if we get you a title fight, it extends. Nah, hell no. You know. Anyway, moving down the line, we got Info Joe, who's scheduled to be in the building March 13th. He's going to be our official Border Wars announcer. Info Joe has been to not only Border Wars and participated as one of the oldest participants to get a win, but he's also been to multiple appreciation nights. Oh, wrong sound. Bye. My bad, Joe. Mr. Infojo. This portion of the show we call In Mr. the Know, presented by my brother. Yo, 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 what's up, my boxing brothers? What up? Hey, man, thanks for the shows all day today, man. Keep me going at work, man. You're doing pound for pound shit over here. Hey, you should call this, man, uh, Fight Night Hype. I love you coming on, on this late, man. Yeah. <laughs> Good for the people on the West Coast, man. Yeah. Hey, keep, keep them coming like this, Ness. Hey, I have to agree with, uh, what's your name again, man? Morehouse? Morris House, yeah. Morris House. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, you made a good point. If he only got two fights left, I think the fight is happening, and I think they just uh, throwing that out there just to get the fans in the frenzy and all of that, man. But that does make sense. And I think it, I think the fight is going to happen though. Uh, that's they all I got. Yo, week. Ness. Huh? They going to announce it next week. Hey, I, I think they are, man. I think why, they are. Why next week? Why not take advantage of Canelo at fight week? Why not take advantage of Saturday that Eddie's, Eddie's the other, the co-promoter. Why, why wouldn't he announce it in the ring after Canelo got interviewed? 
He's announcing Billy Joe Saunders and Canelo in the ring. And then the following week, he's going to hit AJ Fury. Where, though? Where? Are they going to come to New York? Like, Yo, damn, those days are gone. Remember there used to be press conferences? Jeez Louise. Fight game has changed, man. Big time. That's all I got, champs. World Wars 10, we in there. We hey, yo, Ness, can you text me all the sponsors I'm getting my... Uh, I'm gonna give you a call, man. But can you text me uh, the the sponsors, man? I'm just trying to get my. Uh, I got some good shit to say, man. I'm gonna run it by you. It's just two, man. Um, protect yourself at all times. And I B O. Okay. How about uh, uh, El Camino? Not this time. Okay. Okay. Got you. Mm. Peace out, champ. Do some more shows like this. For sure. Let's see what my girl say, man. <laughs> CYP, what up? No pun intended either. Yo, man, I, I find it funny that they missed the part that uh, Fury said. Fury said, don't duck me. Don't run from this fight like you did Wilder. Now, it's funny because I don't care about that. But if Fury, if Fury says anything bad about Wilder, they believe it, right? Or the fight's happening, they believe it. Fury says, I believe it. But he also said that AJ ran from Wilder. Do y'all UK cats believe that too? Or you only believe things that make AJ look good. See, it's funny to me because when he start turning that shit on AJ, they do the Wilder. Y'all going to see what the hell we have to go through. Secondly, if y'all think that the UK court system and, and, and what Frank Warren and them know trumps what we know and what we do over here, you're crazy. Our court system don't play no games. We, 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 we will lock up politicians. We will lock up drug kingpins. You, if you sign something over here, you got it. You, it's going to take you a while to get up out of it. I don't know what makes y'all think that it's that easy because Eddie Hearn keep telling you the fight is made. They are in court. Ain't nothing happening. Use your history in your brain. Name a fighter that got out of a contract easy because they because he signed us to fight somebody else. It don't happen. Lennox Lewis did the same thing with Ramon. Ramon tried to do the same thing. And Lennox Lewis threatened that court. Court said, nah, homie, you got to honor that contract. He whooped his ass, got his belt back. Y'all don't know how boxing go. Y'all just keep listening to Eddie Hearn and AJ like idiots. I'm sick of this shit. I'm putting my foot down. I do not believe in this bullshit. It's not going to work on me. It's not. The court system is bigger than Eddie Hearn and fucking match room, man. Y'all got to stop believing that dumb shit. And this is a fact. If I'm wrong, how come Tyson Fury couldn't fight on December 5th versus a nobody where the belt wouldn't even be on the line? The belt wasn't even going to be on the line. Against a nobody, and he couldn't fight him. But y'all think he's about to fight AJ? There's no money in fighting a nobody in December. That's why they couldn't make the fight. And Bob yeah, Aram, everybody, they got lawyers. You think they the, haven't looked at that contract? There's like ten lawyers working on this. But what wasn't the rumor that Adjit Cabell wanted like fifteen mil, or Fury wanted fifteen mil to fight Cabell? I know there was a fifteen mil. In there, well, um, Fury's minimum's twenty, so he really? got at least get twenty. God damn! So I never you know read, Bob. I you know how Bob that. loves doing pay per views. I mean, yo, twenty mil. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, that don't make sense though, Dave. I mean, think about uh, how the fuck you give him twenty for like. It's five five fights for eighty million uh, pounds, which is about a hundred over here. I'm saying, though, how you give him 20 mil to fight Schwartz and Violin? That's why Bob Arum the other day said he's in the red with Fury. 
Mm. He's like he's in he's in the red big time with Perry. Man, Bob saying everybody ain't making no money for his ass. Meanwhile, he got mad houses. Let me get to stick talk. But I mean counterpunch from <clears throat> excuse me counterpunch from Mister PBC. Yeah, yeah, I got a question, Ness. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I heard Kenny say that uh, Sean, uh, Terrence Crawford can lose his belt if he doesn't take a mandatory, right? Uh, I don't know if he said that, but that makes sense. If you don't fight yeah. a mandatory, you're going to be stripped. Now, didn't uh, Manny Pacquiao get stripped? Yeah, but for inactivity, but yes. Now, speaking in Tyson Fury's case... Um, he can get stripped too for not taking a rematch, right? He, in theory, he can, but you know, Mauricio yep. is more lenient, man. He he talks so, to these guys. I heard. Um, I think I heard. I mean, um, not not think, but AJ won't fight nobody without a belt. He's here to collect belts. So if, if, if Tyson Fury has a situation going on with Deontay Wilder, and he can lose that belt, would he want to fight Tyson Fury? No, no, and he said that in his tweet. He said, I want the belt. So, yep. you know. And, and Tyson Fury, and and I remember Bob Barron. He said that yep. in and interviews, Bob like, Aram. yo, I don't chase the fight. I'm chasing the belt. So. And Bob Aram said the biggest uh, thing that can stop the uh, fight is Deontay Wilder's case. So, goes back to he got to still finish that stuff up in the court. That was my call. Bob also said two days ago that mediation has been over. But he can't stop other people from going to court. But Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, mediation is over, according to Bob Arum, from his mouth. And he said not only is it over, but it's been over. But then he followed up by saying, I can't stop anybody from going to court. You believe Bob Arum? I mean, I don't know why he just come out there and just say that for no reason. And, like, for the A.J. Ferry fight, you got 10 lawyers working on that fight. You don't think someone would have said, hey, Tyson can't fight. You, you see this contract right here? He can't fight. I'm sure 10 lawyers would have figured that out by now. I mean, but that's what everybody's saying, Morehouse. Everyone is like, well, when, why hasn't he fought yet? If you're right and, and, and mediation's over, if you're right and the lawyers uh, have went over the contract and told Bob that he, well, why hasn't he fought yet? Who's he going to fight besides AJ to pay him that $20 million? I mean, you it, ain't, it, it, you ain't going to make that 20 back off Adjit Cabiel. Yeah, but it didn't matter when it was Schwartz and, and, and Wileen. Why does it matter now? Because he was building a name to build up to that Wilder fight. And then once that Wilder fight didn't hit that million, million two and a half, then he realized, whoa, we're in trouble. There ain't no more of those fights going to happen. And then when Fury and Wilder fell apart, he said, you got to fight AJ. That's it. My last two fights with Tyson Fury, I got to make my money back somewhere. I hear you. Uh, we're going out to Amin in Essex, staying up late with us. What up? Just like the king is what I mean. I mean, my the king is what I mean. I mean.
Hey, TBV on the, on the, you know what I'm saying? Creep, creeping on. Listen, I got some, some issues, man, because this one thing I know. This one thing I know. If any of this shit was that easy, everybody would go their separate directions, right? So I'm somewhere stuck between money talks and, and, and these fucking uh, legal circumstances is binding like a motherfucker, right? So, yo, if, if, if any... Like there's a there's a there's an invisible amount of money that Wilder's willing to take to use as an excuse to say, yo, it couldn't happen, it couldn't happen. So I, which is, I say he should move on or not, right? That's just me. But then the other part of it is you can't move on because it's illegally binding. Con- it's just yo, it, boxing is one of the most fucked. It's more fucked up than the music industry. I can't figure it out, but I but I gotta see somebody fight. AJ is kind of like on the outside because he's the gun for hire, really, because he brings the biggest bread between all three of them. At least you know it, that's my projection. So if I'm wrong, somebody tell me I'm wrong. But it's just a shit show, man. These guys gotta get the fuck in the ring. The heavyweights, you know, the other heavyweights are scrapping it out, but but the top three, we still want to see them mixing it up. I don't know when it's gonna happen. And I'm just rambling at this point. Yada fucking yada. I'm out. I, I, well, that is everyone except for a counterpunch from Trey plus a boomerang from Mr. PBC. Trey, what up? What's going on? You say PBC gave me a boomerang? No, no. I mean, he's got a boomerang. Oh, yeah, my counterpunch. Yeah, my counterpunch. Uh, <clears throat> question. So you telling me the arbitration is done and that ain't the biggest thing in the news? I mean, I ain't telling you that. That's what Morehouse said he read. That's who I'm talking to. You trying to no, tell I, me. I, I, that, I that, didn't that read nothing. I heard it from Bob Aaron. Oh, well, it, I, no, no, no. It was no arbitration. Mediation that's not a hand open. Look, look court, court documents are public records, right? You got them TMZ fuckers and all them people who sit down at the courthouse that that no soon as Kim Kardashian is divorcing whoever or whoever famous <laughs> is divorcing somebody, they got they got the hookup down there. People at the courthouse call them like, "Hey, look, here you go. Where's my money?" Right. So you're trying to tell me this arbitration's done. Wilder took sec- step aside money, and I'm not saying it's true or false. I'm just saying here's my common sense on it. Right. The arbitration's done. Wilder got step aside money, or he lost in court, or lost in the arbitration. Whatever happened. That shit would be the biggest thing in the news. Remember, he was supposed to be getting twenty million. Remember, remember all that. <clears throat> he took this amount. It's only gonna be a mill. It's only gonna be this. That shit would be the biggest thing to hit the streets, man. <clears throat> um, not calling Bob. I did. I did hear that interview that Bob did where he said that. Uh, but you know, tongue in cheek. I mean, I ain't. You know, it. it, it I, I'm with Trey. The Athletic would have been reporting by now that the arbitration is done stick talk what up you've been up on your news man bob aram said mediation was over two months ago when it really wasn't he didn't just say that the other day he said that two months ago he said mediation is over tyson fury got up and walked out after mediation comes arbitration and 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 the simple fact is they're still in mediation and once mediation is over and it's not settled, they got to go to arbitration. Tyson Fury is not fighting nobody but Wilder. 
unless they pay him that step aside money. And if they're not willing to do that, that fight ain't happening. Where are you from, Morris? From Maine, up north. Oh, you from Maine? Woo! I thought you. I thought you was one of them. One of them people from the Bronx or something. But the yo, Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, when I used to deliver mail in the Bronx, I had a dude on my route look just like you. I used to deliver. I used to deliver midget porn to. Oh but, my god! Ah, uh, here we go. Porn. Here we go. Yo, yo, let me get <laughs> super chat. What up? Yo. So, uh, oh, what's up, Jonathan? One moment. Um, we got Victor who says, Ness, stop it. Deal is done. They want to get the attention of the public. The fight is happening in June. I I'm assuming you believe that. Look, you're already shaking your head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying it's announced next week. And if it isn't, I'll come on here and eat some crow. I'll take it like a man, but... Announced next week. You going on the limb? I love it, man. You got it. You got to stand on yours. We go by, by Wednesday next week. It'll be announced. Damn, Wednesday too. You giving out exact dates next week? Well, before it'll be Wednesday or before Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wow. Wait. They gotta, let, me, let me get my. They got to hit that right. weekend press. Are you talking about March the third, first, and second, or are you talking about like uh, the eighth, ninth, tenth? What, for the announcement? Yeah. No, 27th to be Saturday, Sunday, 29th, 30th, 30th, and yeah, 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 yeah. one, two, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're talking March 1st through the 3rd. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, 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 Morehouse, what's your IG? IG is uh, Moore's House 85. Moore's House 85, Bo in Bama. Bo in Bama's also going to be at Border Wars. Uh, hopefully he don't put nobody else on the pound for pound list overnight. We got Super Mex, formerly known as Big. The artist formerly known as Big Super Mex says, Fury never said two fights, not named AJ though. <clears throat> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think that, that Fury's going to have an issue having his last two top-ranked fights be uh, the AJ fight if they could do it. But the fact that they haven't been able to do it, he's telling Bob, I just want to fight. You can't hold me up anymore. Fuck these dudes. Uh, next one is from, again, Supermax. I'm with Morehouse. ESPN wouldn't drop a sit-down without a fight. This is promotion. There's an announcement imminent possibly during or after Nello fight. Look at Moore's house, just, yeah, yeah I'm right. <laughs> Everybody believe me. <laughs> uh, give me some good with the bad, I mean, with all this midget porn talk. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, Ignorant Boxing said, Moore's house, 85? Look at the way he spelled it on the chat. Are you watching it or no? Yeah, I'm watching it. could be the Shakes, 85. I barely use it. Uh, the Shakes, damn. My man would love drinking then. You talking about the Shakes. What else is the Shakes? Uh, folks. COVID is messing with the money. A lot of hands in this equation. Bob, Frank Warren, Daniel, 258 Management, and Eddie. Hashtag money. Hashtag revenue. Hashtag site fee. And that's Andre Dakota. 
And then we got George in Dallas, Fort Worth. And I agree. I agree, man. It's uh, it's it's tough unless you get a site fee to do this kind of a fight without that hundred thousand that they swore they was gonna get before COVID. You know, this pandemic came out of nowhere, and you know it was unexpected. We got George in Dallas-Fort Worth that says, Ruiz is the future, Wilder is the past. Keep preaching to the choir. Okay. Whoa, Ruiz is the future. Let's see if he's going to be different man with the Eddie Reynoso, man. Let's see. Boomerang. He's going to be nice. You think he's going to be nice? So he's stopping yeah. Areola like, boop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not like I, one punch knockout, but he'll he'll do he'll he'll beat him down pretty accumulation good. Accumulation stoppage, like ref stoppage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's good at this point. Like Ariola's already old, so it's like he's supposed to uh, quit on his stool or something. It would be better to see Ruiz like one, two, three, boom! That big left hook that he knocked out AJ. You know, set that up like one, two, bam! And Ariola's like, yo, I can't continue type of shit. But uh, Mr. PBC, Boomerang. Hey, give my boomerang to somebody. Okay. Jonathan Sims, what up? Yeah, and I'm taking that boomerang. Um, so this is how my claw about to go. I'm going to address something. I'm going to ask you a question, Ness, and then I'll get to the Fury thing. All right, so what I want to address is Ness. Can you do me a favor and stop asking these trainers this dumb question about throwing in the towel? Because they're not going to be honest about it. They're going to lie because they want to be politically correct and not get on the bad side of that, the public. That's your opinion, and I, though. Now, I'm going to tell you why. Because like Coach Anthony just said, oh, his life is on the line. My guy, his life is on the line every time he gets in the ring. What are you talking about? So the referee... And the doctor didn't feel like Wilder's life was in that much jeopardy, but the trainer did, i.e. CYP. So, like, it's just dumb to have this argument. Every time you put a fighter in the ring, his life is on the line. All it takes is one punch. But you're going to take the money, but disobey. I, I mean, mean low-key, Wilder could sue insubordination. I'm pretty sure Breland ain't get paid. Remember, the fighter got to get paid and he got to pay the trainer. But Breland been getting paid previously. That's what I'm saying. You knew from the jump. We all knew since you've been doing word work that Wilder said never throw in the towel. This ain't just a one year thing. This has been years. So these people are just capping when they say that. That ain't true. That is not true. That's all like like these Nipsey Hupso, Johnny Come Lately fans. Once he died, they want to jump on the wave. But this man been around since 2006, 2007. And ain't, they ain't bought a lick of music. Shirt, nothing to support, but because everybody else is riding a the wave, they want to ride the wave. And that's all that question is, is a wave rider. You don't know what you would do until you put in that situation and you making millions of dollars. And if the man say don't throw in the towel, don't throw in the towel. You sign an NDA so you are excused if he died. Like, don't take the job, man. Like, that's just that's it's just irrelevant to ask the question because they're not going to be truthful. You just don't Second, like the answer. No, because the answer it's not about the answer. It's about how it's not real, you, and you know you, I'm right. You don't know who's going to answer it in a different manner. Don't, hey, 
Okay, but then listen to the oxymoron part of it. I'm going to train him, take his money, but then when I feel like his life is on the line in the ring, I'm going to throw in the towel. My guy, every time he steps in the ring, his life is on the line. Every punch he take could be his last punch. So you miles or not never train. I hear you, man. Exactly. Exactly. But, so, But, but it's not up to you to say that a question will be answered only in one manner. No, every, my, what I'm saying. Every trainer, every trainer has the right to answer it, and every trainer can answer it differently. There might and I be there might be somebody like Breland that's so going to be I'm, like uh, I I mean, opposite have, of Breland, opposite of Breland. I guarantee you, if they had the one on one with Wilder and the numbers is right, they're going to take that deal. They talk it. They talk it from a broke person standpoint. I hear you. Period. Second, second thing. Second. Now he cut probably. It. Shit. Cut it. Man, cut it. Fucking four minutes. What in the world? Are you kidding me? Yo. He's probably about to give it. Give it to me. Who? To, what? Uh, why, what, what, <laughs> what was his second point? No, no, he's probably about to give it to me, thinking I'm hating on Wilder or something. Everybody's hating on Wilder because. We not saying what they saying, man. That shit don't make sense, bro. I, listen, now, now look, now you can't even ask the question. Wilder fans getting out of control, man. I'm not, I'm a, I'm a sane Wilder fan, man. These are radicals. Look, he telling me stop asking a question now. Whoa. <laughs> doesn't make any sense, man. This doesn't make any sense. You gotta, you gotta let everyone answer that question because someone will answer it differently. Someone will feel like, yo, I mean, the man told me don't throw in the towel, so that's what I won't do. Different. Yeah, CYP, I'm not, I'm not a wilder radical like you, bro. You're a fucking radical, man. I can't do that shit. Y'all be wilding out here, man. I'm a fan of the dude in the ring, man. That's, that's. That's what I'm a fan. I'm a fan of what the, the, the what he was able to inspire in people. But like, you know, y'all talking about don't ask this question. Oh, he been saying this all his life. Yada yada. Man, it don't matter. None of that shit don't matter. Like Jonathan said, you ain't in that situation, so you don't know what the fuck you do. You think you think that you wouldn't throw the towel in until you in that situation, and then you might be the one throwing the fucking towel in. And ninety percent of fighters out there probably got that same mindset. Don't ever throw the towel in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck wants they fight stop? <laughs> yeah. Nobody. Uh let me see. You said the super chaff in the beginning. I think I got to that super max. Let me know. Oh, we also gonna have our Liano Sosa, man, Sosa crew. We're gonna have the Albanian bear white chocolate on March. 10th, March 10th, yep, uh, Jonathan with a counter punch, I'm timing you champ, I'm timing you man, that's, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool, I respect that, so the second point I was going to get to is let me ask you something that's, Tevin Farmer, the belt is in the air, say the number one and number two guy, fight and get the belt, with a year layoff, does Tammy Farmer deserve a title shot at, at the at the winner? 
with a year layoff? I mean, what? Why? Why? Why does he get a shot though? I'm asking you, as the former champion, does he get a shot at the title after a year layoff? I mean, only if there's nobody yes, available, I guess. My time, my time. Yes or no? I said only if there's nobody available, okay. I guess. Brichelt, uh, Brichelt just got knocked out. If he took two years off, does he deserve a, belt, a shot at a title shot, his first shot back, his first fight back? I mean, I don't think two years. Nah, that's a little okay. excessive. Oh, so, so why in the let hell are you Let me see. Thurman did. Thurman, Thurman Pacquiao, right? Wasn't Thurman off for two years? And that's my point. Thurman don't deserve a title shot either. But but Thurman and Pacquiao happened after two years, right? It, he ain't fought since. He ain't fought since. And he coming off a loss. Oh, so you're saying why would he get the Ugas fight? Exactly. Okay. I never got a chance to call in to address that. I mean, he going to get the Ugas fight because Ugas ain't popular, man. It ain't about nah, no title it, shot. It, you gotta it's true. You gotta stay straight, Ness. Come on, man. You know he don't deserve no title shot coming off a loss in a two-year layoff. Bro, but I don't know what you mean by stay straight. Every situation is different, especially nope. when it's a Cuban that don't know English. So Thurman deserve a title shot, but Tevin Farmer, Oscar Valdez, bruh, fucking bruh, uh, have, just, again, you see, like, I'm timing you. I gave you a minute and fifty there, cause you know. But listen, cut it, cut it, yes, cut it. I've already made my case why I think Thurman deserves a title shot from Al versus Ugas. I didn't say he deserves a title shot from anybody else. You know, I, what I did say, he's worth negotiating for Crawford, even off two years and whatever you want to complain about. Uh, but the names you mentioned, fucking Oscar Rivas, of course he ain't Thurman, man. You tripping. You acting like you don't know shit about boxing. Then you said two more unpopular names. Ten, Tevin Farmer is not Thurman, man. And then what was the other name he said? Do you remember that last name? Dude, crazy. Mm -hmm. What was the last name you said, Jonathan? You said Tevin Farmer, Oscar Rivas, and who else don't deserve a shot? You tripping, man. I never said Oscar Rivas. I said Valdez. And I was Oscar going for results. Oscar Valdez, why wouldn't he deserve a shot? He just beat Berto. I'm I'm lost. You, okay, Burchell. Again, not yeah. again. See, I'm giving you free time. Not not Thurman, man. None of them dudes ever. None of, listen to me. Listen to me. Just listen. Listen. This ends that conversation, brother. None of those dudes ever in their life have done. Two million views. Not one of them. Not one. None of them dudes ever been unified. None of them dudes you talking about, man. None of them dudes ever been unified. Let Nelson. alone in the welterweight division. Let alone be the inaugural to bring boxing back to ESPN big time. Not that rinky-dink shit. Not that rinky-dink shit they was doing on Friday Night Fights, okay? Not that Jason shit. Not that. Was, Who's Jason Rosario? What about him? Unified, though. I'm just saying. You said none of them was unified. Jason Rosario was. So, oh, you putting Rosario in this conversation now? What? And what? what, what, what? This is that if you So you're asking me if if Jason Rosario deserves a title shot off a year? He's also not Thurman, but yes, he was unified. 
So, so basically, if you can sell, you can break the rules. A fucking course, man. How long you been watching boxing? Oh, I'm done. Come on, John. Jonathan, you tripping right now. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yo, you heard him. If you could sell, you could break the rules. Um, have you watched Canelo's career when before, you know, he, like from zero fights to 30, you know? I'm wondering who who would rather see than Thurman or one of them top guys. What you mean? Like you saying, you saying pretty much Thurman don't deserve a shot. But if it's not, if it's not Thurman, who, who else you got out there? Well, Porter? He, no, well, I'm I'm assuming he wants Earl to go right into the Ugas. Like why he's because you know my thing is Ugas. It's gonna fucking it's gonna fuck up Earl's numbers. Earl's numbers already tracking downward. The, oh, know, I see where you guys. Yeah, yeah, I see where it, you guys it, coming from. If every fight goes on a, on a spreadsheet. It's a downward tick. If you fucking put Ugas at the end of that, it's guaranteed to go down, man. It's guaranteed to go down. You know what I'm saying? So, like, don't put Ugas at the end of that. Spice that up so that that graph shows a spike up versus a spike down. You know? Or at least fucking let's, let's, let's keep it straight. Let's flatline it. Let's stop it from going down, you know? Let's get back at 275. Whatever Porter just did with him, that's what he need Ugas to do. Can it, though? Or have Ugas win a, a good fight. It, and that's the Thurman fight. And then he gets mad like, oh, why are you giving... So his whole call is about would you give any other champion the same opportunity that you give in Thurman? And... Every champion ain't built the same is what I'm trying to say, man. Every champ ain't the same. You know what I mean? It j they just ain't. Look at Pacquiao. He about to get 40 million if it does happen without a belt. We over here scratching our heads. Like, how the fuck he decided to get stripped when he could have just said, I'm going to unify with Crawford. So, you know, it it it's crazy. Yeah. Fight Ugas on regular Fox, but then you taking yourself off pay-per-view. And, and, and yeah, it's cool to give back. But, like, if you just made Ugas a better fighter, he would be a pay-per-view fighter. He just got to beat Thurman, who's there to be beaten. He's there to be beat. He's there to be whooped. Who remembers that? Remember when um, Virgil Hunter? He's like, he's there to be whooped. Whispering. Whispering in the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we got Idris in the UK. What up? What's happening, man? What's happening? Late over here, but listen. Let me touch on what the last guy said. Yeah, I half agree with you. You can't just be giving everyone title shots like Rosario, and I mean, yeah, obviously he's unified and things like that. But look, we've seen it with like guys like Indongo. You know what I mean? He he won a belt, then he unified. Didn't understand like George. Does he deserve to keep? You know. Fighting, did he, did he deserve another title shot after Crawford? I don't think so. But, but um, Andango got like four, man. I mean, he he, he got to fight uh, Crawford after he look. He beat uh, Tranowski, and yeah. then, and then he, then he beat and then he beat the uh, your boy Ricky Burns. Yeah, that's two title shots. Then he fought Crawford, three title yeah. shots, lost that right, and then got a yeah, title shot. Then got a title shot at, at the, the New Orleans dude. No, that wasn't a title shot with Pro Gray. It wasn't? Let me check. No. Damn. I think Pro Gray won his titles in the... Pro Gray won, I think, both titles on the WBSF. 
I'm a, I'm a chat. I'm a chat. I'm a, I'm a chat. I'm a chat. You said Regis Progress. But I will say one thing. Keith Thurman getting a title shot will push, will, will delay any chance of an undisputed happening. Man, that undisputed. So you believe undisputed is happening this year? Because we had that conversation I think, this morning. I think you're much closer to it happening with Errol Spence getting a third belt than Thurman getting into the mix. And then, and, and my you know, point, I ask you acting again, like an evil. I ask you again, do you believe Earl Spence is going to fight Ugas and Crawford in 2021? That's what you're saying? You believe I believe... I, I don't believe Thurman fights um, Crawford or Spence. Yo, champ, I was right. It was for the fucking... For, for, for Regis's WBA. You lose your time for that, man. I told you, B. I told you, B. Yo, and that's what happens when you a champ. Certain champs, right? Like, this particular champ, he got more opportunities because of vulnerability and name, right? So it's like, yo, he's a name and he's vulnerable. And that's what's been happening because um, that dude, Yelenusinov, just beat him too. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't been able to really get any wins since the Crawford loss. He only fought once because uh, he had he has signed a Wilders trainer, um, Jay Diaz, and Jay Diaz got him a fight in Tuscaloosa. That's all he was able to f get. You know what I'm saying? So he ain't even had... Like, he needs, <laughs> yo, somebody need to give poor Julius and Dango, like, three tune-ups to, to bring him back. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, oh, wait, I think we got Marcus running Ohio. What up? <laughs> what's good? What's good, man? Chilling. Good show, good show. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you, man. So it's crazy to even think like that. I mean, if you Al Heyman, you have to think about it business-wise. Bob Arum did it. When you're talking about Ugas deserving to fight Spence right now, if that's pay-per-view, that's dumb. You don't do that. Uh, Bob Arum had Crawford, unification. Uh, Victor Postal Crawford, that didn't do good numbers. Triple G, David Lemieux, that was unification. That didn't do good numbers. Ugas doesn't have a name. It's smart to put Thurman in there first to boost up the pay-per-view, to set up the pay-per-view. Why take a risk? Charlo's numbers didn't do good on pay-per-view, and they had Rosario. Yeah. In a unification fight. Come on, man. We got to think about brothers. it. And two brothers. And two brothers. And the pay-per-view didn't do good. It's not just about unification, guys. It's a business. Al is putting all the guys in it together. It's a triangle. Thurman is going to get in the mix because that's Al Heyman's obligation to make sure all his fighters is eating, yeah. not just Earl. That's what y'all got to understand. It's Al talking to all these guys. Thurman, you about to eat. The winner takes on uh, Earl Spence. Sean Porter did it. Sean Porter didn't go after the belt. He went uh he fought what uh two eliminators and then got a belt and then fought Earl. He didn't fight Earl with the uh when he had the IBF. So it's it, he you gotta trust yourself too. Ugas gotta go out there and do that too. Beat Thurman and build your name. Put it on pay per view. It's and smart. Ugas already Business. said it. Ugas already said it to his fans on his Instagram. Like, yo, me and Thurman had a conversation, and he's suggesting we do this, you know, to build the possible pay per view fight if I beat with Earl. Like, everybody knows it, man. The writing's on the wall, man. Like, Dillian White even said it, yep. man. You know, he, he don't speak no English, man. That shit is true, man. It, it, listen, we was begging for Cotto to learn English, and he didn't never transcend. Canelo is lucky, man. Canelo is lucky that he fucking yeah. doesn't speak a lick of English, 
but he's getting over because people was they was mad at Kodo uh, for not talking English. Oh, but anyway, Marcus, you the man. Uh, let me see. We got Boston Jared. It says, "How many title fights has Postal had? Man, many, 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 many men, many men get title shots. Be." Name gotta be Victor Postal. You gon' see he got his I mean, first Ramirez shot against Lucas Matisse. And then, actually, yeah, yeah, his first real shot was against Lucas. Everything else was vacant. Um, internationals. He had a lot of internationals. Boy, he was on that international trip. Uh, his first real shot was that vacant WBC versus Lucas, and then he lost it in his very next fight. So is he considered a champion? Now that I think about it, these Crawford fans like to talk about Victor Postal, right? But um, isn't the unwritten rule, we're going to have to start asking fighters and trainers that question out loud to find out. Because isn't the unwritten rule, like if you don't defend your belt, you're not a champ? And that's why, like, Tevin is laughing at, at, at what's his name? Like, I even seen his post. If we go to Tevin, I'm pretty sure he's like, Ah, you stupid. You ain't even get to defend your belt. You know what I mean? That's kind of like the thing, right? Like, you got to defend your belt to be a champ. I mean, I guess it's not true if you win it from the champ. Like, why the fuck do I got to defend it? But if it's a vacant, right? I don't know. I don't know. Too bad we won't be able to find out. There's no more callers. We are done. That's GTO. Instagram and Twitter. Catch us on the next one. Peace. Hey, everybody out there in the TBV fam. Hope you and yours are well. Make sure you come check me out on YouTube, Moore's House. Holla at your boy.